Welcome to the Long Shot Podcast. I am your host, Nick. Here is my co-host, David. Oh my gosh, we are almost there. We are almost to week one. We are feeling it. Paul, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. And I, I know we're talking about the AFC West, but I, I just got to get out. Jamarcus Russell never had a fair shot. That's all I got to say. If that's not the truth, I don't know what it is. Did you know that they sent him home with blank tapes? And he still and he said, "Oh man, great film in here." And he actually didn't watch it. That's amazing to me. Is yeah, that a true story? That, that's what I hear from Oakland camp. I mean, they're saying it's a true story. That's crazy to me. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, we're gonna go ahead and just hit on some news and notes. There's not a whole lot going on in the league right now. Just right, just going on right now. Uh, Miami is actually looking to potentially shop Kenyon Drake or Kenny Stills, in order to get to Davian Clowney. Now, Paul, Paul, you and me were both high on Kenyon Drake last week. Paul, what, what do you think about this trade? You liking it, not liking it? If if it even happens, it's all all rumor and speculation right now. Thoughts on it? Yeah, I'm sure it's a long shot. Um, nice, good plug. Thanks. <laughs> um, but I like it. I think it fits well, well for both teams. I think Miami's got some solid backups, and Houston's in a win-now mode, so... Adding Kenyon Drake to the mix doesn't hurt. Adding Kenny Stills as a consistent guy to if Kiki gets hurt, it's not bad. I think it works for everyone. Yeah. Nick, anything to add on that? Nope, not really. I mean, I hope Kenyon Drake goes somewhere else because I want him to see his potential. But we'll see. All right. And then uh, the only other really thing, and once again, it's like it's kind of news. Uh, during a Rob Gronkowski interview today, they asked if he would come back to the league and he he just said he wants to get his body healthy and he did not rule out coming back guys pr- predictions on rob gronkowski being back in the nfl is it gonna happen or wh- what are you feeling nick let, let's start with you what do you think about rob gronk is coming back week eight this year he's gonna miss football too much go win a super bowl well actually i lied he's gonna be on a losing team because i said the patriots are gonna have a losing record the Patriots have a losing record. He's not coming back. If they have a winning record, he's coming back week eight. Hold on. I want to go back to that real quick because touch on it. I did verify that you can't have a losing record and make a, and win the division. So I, he's amazing. Back, but for me, Rob Gronkowski's a no. He's going to know what it feels like to have his body in great shape, no pain, and he's not going to want to go back to what he used to be. He's a party animal. I will say that. Oh, you saw that Family Guy episode too, huh? I did. I did see the Family Guy episode. Yeah. So I, I, I'm, ac- I'm actually liking Nick's prediction here. I got Gronk coming back this year. It's kind of like the Tom Brady effect uh, a couple years ago when he was suspended. Tom Brady, I got to imagine, loved being suspended those first four games because he couldn't be hit and he was well-rested. I think maybe maybe Gronk's got a plan here. So before we get into our podcast, we we were kind of all – talking and i just want to read a team from our league real quick and i just want to see if anyone else makes us sick because our league has made a mistake we got a guy in here who's got deandre hopkins Devonte adams alvin kamara 
David Johnson, Damian Williams, Miles Sanders, the carry on Johnson's on his bench. I mean, we are, we just need the people who listen to the podcast to go ahead, send in some requests to make this guy drop, drop some players. I mean, Commissioner Nick, w- yep. If, if we got some hey. fans to come on in and tell him to, you drop know what, David, this is a good point. Five retweets and every player of his goes in the draft next year. Yeah. Five retweets. That's all we're asking for. <laughs> Ho- I hope our league goes in. Yeah. <laughs> Not too much. And just just one other note. Do you guys see Carly Lloyd's uh, 55-yard field goal? She nailed that. Absolutely nailed it on the arena football skinny post. I, rumors have it that she was offered to walk onto a team for the final preseason game and kick. I, mean, I think that's amazing. I think I, – I, I never understood why soccer players don't try to kick field goals more, but I, I'm all for it. Any, anything else you two? Well, two two no. things, Nick. First off, uh, you haven't seen the movie The Replacements. I mean, that guy that guy was on fire, the field goal kicker. Don't even know his name. And also, I'm sure the Bears would take him. Take her. I'm sorry, her. Yeah, that's a good point. But um, I'm happy for Carly Lloyd. Still waiting for my call. Um, been practicing a lot. <laughs> Up to 45. Pretty yeah, like, yeah stop. okay. Stop that. Okay, that's enough of that. Okay, so like you mentioned before, we're going to move on to AFC West this week. Um, so we'll start with the Broncos. Uh-huh. Joe Flacco. Guys, Joe Flacco is a Super Bowl winning quarterback. He throws around just around 4,000 yards a year with around 22 touchdowns. There are worse QBs out there than him. I mean, honestly, there, there's a lot better QBs, but there are worse QBs. Uh, what is his outlook this year for the Broncos team? Is he going to be better than Case Keenum? Yeah, for me, that's a no-doubter. I I got him ranked pretty low. He's pretty conservative on the scale. Um, but he is going to be better than Case Keenum. But the way the Denver offense flows and how he fits into the system, they were number two in the league in rushing touchdown percentage last year. I expect them to be the same. I expect them to get down to the goal line and run the ball again. So 20 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, but he's really going to be a game manager for them, which is something that Case Keenum couldn't execute on. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to echo that. Uh, the Broncos need Joe Flacco right now. They've been struggling at quarterback. Um, Joe Flacco needed the Broncos too. He needed to get out of Baltimore. He finally has a new change of scenery. And guess what? We've been – just taking shots at Baltimore's receiving core this year specifically, but even over the last couple of years, well, who, Michael Crabtree. I mean, no one gets excited about that. He's got some weapons this year. I'm excited to see what Joe Flacco can do. I hope he has a good season. Um, I got, I'm thinking he's throwing closer to 30, 35 touchdowns this year, which still isn't going to be a top tier. Oh. oh yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Go, go, go. Let's hear what you got. About what? I just said what I have about Joe Flacco. I'm just, I'm just saying 30 or 35 touchdowns yeah. is bold for yeah, this Yeah, yeah. No, the guy's going to do it this year. He's going to throw his 10 interceptions. The running game's not going to be existent. And John Elway's going to go, holy cow, let's get a new quarterback next year. It's going to be great. Tanking for Trevor Lawrence in 2021 or Tua Tuwitzki or whatever his last name is in, tw- or in 2020. One of the two. David, last comment. Joe Flacco's highest touchdowns in a year is 27. Yeah, until so. this year. Good luck with that. Okay. MVP. All right. Who wants to talk about the undrafted rookie out of Colorado first? Philip Lindsay. Well, he's a sophomore now, but 
Yeah, I'll go ahead and take Philip Lindsay. I got him number 18 on my list. This guy was so dynamic last year, and I know he's got a lot of haters coming in this year that people figure him out. But the fact of the matter is, he gets it done. He had five straight games, almost 100 total yards, and seven touchdowns in that span. That's spectacular. He averaged 5.4 yards a carry and nine touchdowns. Nine rushing touchdowns. They give him the ball when they get close. I like him for another big season. David, you want to touch on Philip Lindsay before I rip Philip Lindsay apart? Philip Lindsay had a great year last year. He surprised everybody. And um, I'm pretty sure that was last season. I'm not, I'm not so confident about this season. Nick, and go. Okay. So, Paul, I'm not going to doubt anything you just said. Great last season, nine touchdowns, over 1,000 yards rushing, and finishes the RB12 last year. He has such a great story, undrafted rookie out of Colorado, comes in, makes a name for himself, hard worker, a lot of energy, and made things happen. But the fact of the matter is, he's going to be a bust this year. And I'll give you some reasons why right now. Last year, had the sixth-ranked offensive line. This year, it's not a huge jump down, but the 14th-ranked offensive line now. He's 5'8". That's not, that's not big for running backs. You're comparing him to Darren Sproles, and Darren Sproles has been injured his whole career. Now hey. Darren Sproles has been good. Hey. Now Darren Sproles has been good in his career, but not as an every down back like Philip Lindsay was last year. There's a new coaching staff in Denver. There's no loyalty to this guy. He's a bust in my eyes, where he's currently going in the third round of a fantasy draft. And I know most people have had their fantasy draft by now. But if you took him in the third, the fourth round, he's going to bust out for you. He will not finish in the top 20 as a running back this year. I'm looking right now at Royce Freeman. Royce Freeman is going to be the guy this year. Last year, he had a 30%. He faced eight men in the box 36% of the time. Second most among qualifying players. He was the 14th most efficient running back in the league last year. Almost four yards a carry. He was a third-round pick. The, the Broncos want to see what kind of draft capital they put in Royce Freeman. And he's going to be – he's going to have all the chances this year to be the guy. And you got Devin Booker and Theo Riddick coming in and catching third down passes. I don't see Phillip Lindsay putting up near the numbers he had last yeah, year. Yeah, I don't know if Devin Booker is going to be getting a lot of uh, touches because it's uh, Devontae Booker, correct? Am I right on that? Oh, yep, yep, yep. Not Devin Booker from the Phoenix Suns. Devontae Booker, Nick, my can bad. You give me the, do you have the ADP for Freeman? To Freeman, he's going the eighth round right now. I'm sorry, not the eighth, the seventh I round right now. I think that is a steal for Roy, for Freeman. He is going to take control of this backfield, and I, they're feeding him the ball this year. Uh, who, who's the third down back? Who do you say that was? Either Theo Riddick or Royce yeah, Freeman. And I actually think Theo Riddick's going to claim that role. I mean, he's proven that he can do that. It. Freeman's going to be the guy to own in this backfield, but it, it, it doesn't matter. Joe Flacco's throwing the touchdowns this year, so you do you. Do you. you basically just said that Philip Lindsay will be non-existent. Royce Freeman's going to run the early down, and Theo Riddick's going to come in. I I just want to point that out. So, well, we can move on, but... No, I, I, all I'm saying is, Theo, I mean, sorry, Philip Lindsay will not have the, the year he had last year. He's going to struggle the first a couple of games of the year, and they're going to move on from him because they have no they have no loyalty to him. Royce Freeman, they have loyalty to. They spent a third-round pick on him, and a third-round pick you can't take lightly. I mean, am I wrong? No. Next. Okay, next. Okay. 
wide receiver Manny Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders for you. Guys, he's coming off an Achilles tear, and he's back early. He looks good for a 32 wide receiver coming off a severe injury that not many people come back from. He was on pace to have one of his best years last year. He had about 900 yards and five touchdowns on 75 receptions. I think he's a great pick in your flex spot this year. Paul, what are you thinking on the outlook of Emmanuel Sanders? I, I don't agree with you. I mean, a torn Achilles, which is tough to come back with, and being 32, you got a lot of forces working against him. Yeah, he had a good season, but he was, in the beginning of the year, he was really the only guy in town. Demarius Thomas wasn't really doing much, and that was the target. But they got other guys in town now that can make plays and do what they need to. I see him really falling off. I, I, I'm not buying into where he's being drafted. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you, Paul. Um, Emmanuel Sanders, he has had a wonderful career. He was on fire last season, but he has opened the door for the next two guys that we're going to be talking about. Emmanuel Sanders will not be the wide receiver one on this Denver team. Um, flex spot, that's going to depend on matchup. So a question to you two, are who do you like better, Hamilton or Sutton? The two rookies from last season, they both were pretty good their rookie season. I mean, Cortland Sutton had over 700 yards. And Hamilton, you might not even know who he is, but at the end of last season, he was a touchdown machine, and he was on fire. So, Nick, let's let's go to you real quick. Hamilton, Sutton, you buying or selling either of these guys? That's really hard for me. Uh, I I almost lean Hamilton because I feel like he's more of a PPR threat than uh, Sutton. Sutton only had 42 receptions last year. If I had to choose between the two, I'd go to Hamilton. Yeah, Nick, I echo that. I mean, in his last four games, nine-plus targets in each of those last four games for a total of 25 receptions, two touchdowns. This guy's a PPR threat. Um, his yards don't necessarily equate. He's not big yardage, not over 100 yardage, but as far as PPR getting in the end zone. Expect a lot from him. And if you're looking at this the way I was looking at ADPs, Cortland Sutton's around 11th round and Deshaun Hamilton's 23rd yep. round. That's a big discount. And, it, 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 and I'll buy on Deshaun Hamilton all day long. almost anybody in your league. No one is going to even know who Hamilton is on this Denver team. He is a steal in your draft. He is gonna, he's going to be that PPR threat. I'm loving him this year. I think he, I think he is worth that last or second to last pick. You know, guys, one thing we can't discount is I think Sutton is a big touchdown threat for the Broncos. I mean, we, we can't discount he's a big target. He's good frame. He's good hands. But if you're looking at PPR aspect, Hamilton's well, I mean, the guy to own. Well, here, I got so one more thing on Denver. Go ahead. Who is scoring these touchdowns? I mean, obviously, Joe Flacco's throwing the third to third five touchdowns. Royce you're going Freeman. Royce Freeman. Paul, who – I mean, they have to score. Who's taking the touchdown? Philip Lindsay. Okay, guys, that doesn't help at all. That doesn't help at all. Back to you, Nick. Joe Flacco's not throwing more than 20 touchdowns this year. <laughs> okay, David, who's scoring touchdowns then? I'm going, I'm going Cortland Sutton. I think Cortland Sutton's going to have a huge touchdown here. Um, yard, yardage, I don't I think. It. I don't think he's not going to have the yards to support you week to week, but he's easily going to be double-digit touchdowns. All right, so let's briefly touch on their first-round pick last year. Noah Fant out of tight end University, University Woo! of Iowa, baby. 
No. Yeah. What is his potential this year? Paul, you have anything on Noah Fant? Can he be anything this year? Or is he more of a two to three year, you know, prospect for the Broncos? Yeah, that's how I feel. Two to three year prospect. He's going to be middle of the road. He's going to get some good snaps, but he's not there yet. He'll get there, but he's not there yet. Yeah, he's not. I don't know if he's okay. worth the pickup right now unless you're in some sort of league that um, gives you a little bit of grace with some rookies. I I don't think he's a great option this year. Next year, I think he could be big. Yep, absolutely. I I, I agree with both of you. I take TJ Hawkinson Ooh. out of Iowa over Noah Fan all day. So, seven wins for the Broncos this year. Seven wins. I... That's a tough number. Paul, can we hit you first here? Yeah, I am going to go the over. I know it's a little surprising that they haven't had much success lately, but they've got some developed wide receivers finally. They got a good running back core. They got a game manager in Joe Flacco. And then the thing that really seals the deal for me is their defense continues to be strong year after year, throwing a ton of different schemes at a lot of variety of players. They know how to get it done. They were number two in um, allowing points per game last year. The, their defense is solid, and it's going to allow Joe Flacco as a game manager to win in the fourth quarter with a variety of game-winning drives. David, you and I go yeah, ahead and I'm go going, next. I'm going the over for the exact same reason. I, you oh stop. My gosh. You stop right there. Denver <laughs> is ready to win this year. Joe Flacco is going to lead them to those victories. They needed him. He's that game manager. I won't even go into playoff time with Joe Flacco, but regular season Joe Flacco is going to get them over the seven wins. All right, Nick, let's hear your under. I'm, yep, absolutely under. You guys, I'm looking at their schedule right now, and I just don't see a ton of, you know, for sure victories in my eyes. I mean, out of conference, they get the Bears, they get the Jags, they get the Titans, they get the Colts, they get the Browns, they get the Bills, the Vikings. And then you got, you, you got two people in your division who are pretty tough with the Chiefs and the Chargers. I've, I'm seeing under, I'm seeing at five, four, you know, honestly four wins this year. And they'll have a top five pick next year in the draft. Defense wins championships. That's what I keep saying. So now let's move into the Chargers, the Los Angeles Chargers. Guys, first off, Philip Rivers, we can all say it. His pullout game is weak at <laughs> AF. So, <laughs> I'll, I'll get into his uh, stats now. Um, last three years, QB 11, QB 8, QB 14. 4,000 yards in each of his last four seasons and around 30 touchdowns a year. He's being drafted as a number 12 quarterback. Is that an appropriate position for Philip uh, for Philip Rivers, or are we low on him this year? Are we high on him this year, David? I think it's the appropriate position. I actually think he's going to be finishing a lot higher this year. Uh, the only thing that concerns me about Philip Rivers is he will give you a negative point game, maybe even two negative point games. Um, he only had five games last year of three hundred plus yards, and that's a little concerning to me, but. I think this year, with the whole Melvin Gordon situation, which we'll get into in a minute, I think Phillip Rivers is going to shine. I think he's going to finish top 10, no problems. Paul? Yeah. I, one thing I do know is this guy knows how to score off the field with nine kids. But 
on the field, I like him as well. I mean, he's been pretty consistent. They, they don't even pass the ball that, that much. I mean, last year he was number 26, or the team was number 26 in pass plays. His protection rate was number 29, but he's been very consistent. Number four in accuracy, number eight in true passer rating. The guy gets it done in the clutch. He knows how to win games. He's got that it factor. I l- nine kids, holy crap. Can't get over that. All right. So let's move on to whoa, just whoa, quickly. Whoa, whoa, whoa. How do you feel right. about him? Oh, I don't know. Okay, he's let's like, move on. He's eh to me. Like, yeah, it's Philip Rivers. He He's fine. All right. You got Melvin Gordon now, Paul. I don't want to hit on Melvin Gordon too long, so I'll turn the floor over to Paul, who is the owner of Melvin Gordon. I, I just want to speak real quick. One, he's the only running back to own for the L.A. Clippers or Chargers. LA Clippers. <laughs> the L.A.C. just throws me off a little bit. But anyways, 12 touchdowns in the last three years, and he didn't even play a full season in two of the last three years. Top 10 fantasy in all three years, and the Chargers have only gotten better. This dude is falling down the charts for ADP. You have to pick him up in the second or third round, wherever he's falling. This guy is going to play. He's on his rookie contract. He'll be there even if it turns out. I'm still a believer week one. But even if it turns out week three or four, you're going to get a steal with this guy, and he's going to get in the end zone. So, Paul, just a quick thing about Melvin Gordon. He is His current ADP is actually in the seventh round. What? I don't know what to say to that. So you're okay taking him in the second round then? Probably it, third. I, I think if we get to the third, I'm still taking him there, which is crazy. Okay. All right. David, what round would you take Melvin Gordon in? Oh, if he if he's in the, the – uh, I'll go fourth round. If he's in the fourth round, I'm taking him. I, I'm taking him. I mean, even in the third round, just to, if you're in a some sort of dynasty league, well, that's, that's a no-brainer because he's probably already going to be on a team. Um why wouldn't you take the risk on him? Who are you getting in the third and fourth round that could be better than Melvin Gordon, a fresh Melvin Gordon in week four, week one, if you're lucky? Well, Melvin Gordon's come back week eight, so we'll see. I would take him in the sixth round. But Even all right. or seventh in week eight. Slam. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, can we quickly talk about Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson? So Eckler finished his RB27 last year, which is pretty good as a backup running back. He sprinkled in some top 10 performances even when Melvin Gordon was there. But honestly, when Gordon wasn't there, those three weeks he was hurt last year, he had 31 yards, 22 receiving yards in one game, 66 yards rushing, and 28 yards receiving, and no touchdowns when Melvin Gordon was out. He really didn't produce too well. He averaged five yards a carry. But that's why they gave Justin Jackson a chance. Um, In the one week, Justin Jackson got the full start when Eckler and Melvin Gordon was out. 60 yards receiving and one touchdown and four receptions for 20 yards. Who's the back? Who's the backup to own if Melvin Gordon were to sit out, say the first five weeks? Justin Jackson or Austin Eckler? Justin Jackson. Eckler cannot be. He he cannot be the guy in that backfield. He is a great change of pace guy. If you are a Melvin Gordon owner and you go out and you get him in the fourth round, which is a steal, you need to pick up Justin Jackson later just to get you through those first couple weeks if if he's not there week one which I'm still a believer he will be but Justin Jackson is is the guy to own in this backfield so I will say uh Eckler's going in the seventh round currently and Justin Jackson in the 11th round currently Paul yeah you don't take either of these guys 
if None. Gordon's not there, these guys are going to split time, and you're not going to get any efficiency. It's going to be a week-to-week battle. Love you're it. You're going to pick the wrong guy on a week-to-week battle. Love it. It's not worth it. No value. No value. I think I think definitely Austin Eckler has some value this year. Um, I think he has good potential to be a startable running back every week. So let's move on Can to Keenan Allen on? real fast. Yeah, thank you. Mr. Consistency, Keenan Allen. He's got okay. Take it away. He's gonna get you six touchdowns and around twelve hundred yards this year. It's what he's gonna get you. I love Keenan Allen. He is going to carry your team to the promised land. He's gonna do it. Um, I mean, do you guys have anything anything else on Keenan Allen? You can't not like the guy. Since he came back from that injury, he has been so consistent on this football team. Yeah, I mean, he had a, the lacerated kidney, what was that, two, three years ago? I don't remember what year it was. But, I mean, you're right, David. He's had 100 receptions over the past two years. And, I mean, just consistent. He's Right now, we all have him ranked right around wide receiver 10. And I think that's an appropriate spot for him. You can get him in the second round, even maybe early third round. And I think he's a great addition to any team. Yeah, big fan. I own him. I'll continue to own him. He's going to be a producer. My only knock on him, which I don't know if it's on him or the Chargers or Phillip Rivers, is he doesn't get in the end zone for as much as he catches the ball. Absolutely. A maximum of six touchdowns. Last year, he had seven end zone targets, which ranked him 60th, 59th in the league. I mean, you trust him on every other spot in the field. But when we get to the end zone, we don't throw him the ball? How does that make sense? I I don't know. I, I don't know. And the only other thing is he had too many drops last year. He had eight last year, which ranked him sixth in the league. Catch the ball. Your Madden rankings will go up. Things will be better. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's exactly right. And, I mean, the touchdowns, that's going to be talking about the next guy. I mean, do you guys have anything else to add about Keenan Allen? Nope. No. Okay, Mike Williams uh, last year. Every fourth catch was a touchdown. I, 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 I don't, I don't understand how he did it. He was a touchdown machine, incredibly inconsistent. But every fourth catch, he was in the end zone. So, Paul, that's where all Keenan Allen's touchdowns went. Are you guys buying Williams this year? Absolutely, I'm buying Williams. Absolutely, I, I think this is going to be his year. This is going to be his breakout year. 75 touchdowns, not touchdowns. I know 75 receptions and 10 touchdowns, at least this year. I think this guy is a must own is going to be the steal of the draft. I think he has potential to be a top, a top 15 wide receiver this year. Right now he's going around the 20th, 2025 range of wide receivers. I think he's a must own and I'm going to reach for him in uh, my upcoming draft if I have to. Yeah, uh, I think he's got big upside with, with Tyrell gone, Tyrell the gazelle. Um, 11 touchdowns on 43 receptions. Like you said, David, one for almost every four catches. It's not as pretty pretty good, but I think Keenan Allen's going to eat into his touchdowns this year. Hunter Henry back's going to steal some of that. Um, good year, more receptions, but I don't expect 10-plus touchdowns like he had last year. Yeah. David? I, 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 I think he's having a down year comparatively to last year, and I'm strictly talking touchdowns. I, I don't think he's getting them. I think they're going to go ahead and feed the ball to Henry and Keenan Allen. But on that note with Hunter Henry, uh, the tight end, um, I have my notes here. I don't know what to expect from Hunter Henry. I, I have zero ideas. I 
the, the guys coming back from an injury. And I, I don't know. Have you guys got anything on Hunter Henry? How how you feeling about him? I'm nervous for him, but I also drafted Tyler Eifert, so I don't know. <laughs> Paul, you can go ahead and take this one. No, I don't have much to say about Hunter Henry. It's a big question mark. I'm still holding on to the fact to to when he had a great year and I believe it was seventeen, late early seventeen. Yep. Um, he he was pretty efficient for them. A lot faster than Gates, maybe not as reliable, but you can see him streaming down the field getting in the end zone quite a bit this year yeah his rookie year paul in 2017 37 receptions about 500 yards and eight touchdowns i mean that's efficient guys i'm all in on hunter henry this year i have him right now as the my fourth rated tight end um a lot of upside i would compare him to evan ingram those two are going to be huge tight ends this year for me i wish i could have them both but i like hunter henry and i think everyone should take a stab at him this year because i mean it's kind of a crapshoot after that, after the top five anyways, so why not? Um, Nick, Nick, are you taking Dallas Goddard or Hunter Henry? Hunter Henry. Oh, okay. You said, yeah, you said Dallas Goddard could be tight end one. So. No, I said he could, but right now I'm taking Hunter Henry based on situation. But Chargers, 10 wins. David? I'm taking the over. The Chargers are winning the division this year. This is their year. They are winning this division. They're getting over the Without Melvin, without Gordon. Melvin Gordon until he comes back week one. He's going to walk into the stadium casually, uh, similar to like Bobby Boucher. I know that name should sound familiar from the Bourbon yeah. Bowl, baby. Um, Bobby Boucher came in halftime at the Bourbon Bowl. Melvin Gordon's going to come. He's going to come strolling in right after kickoff. Fans are going to go nuts, and the Chargers are winning the division. They're taking. I'm giving them the over. I will actually give them the under this year, I think, without Melvin Gordon, because I'm a firm believer he will not be coming back until week, at least week six or week four, around that time. I think that they will go nine and seven this year, get second in the division, and then make the playoffs as well. So, under for me. I got the over. Um, I agree with you, Thank David. You. They're going to be conference champions. Yep. They've been striving for this for a long time. Non-conference is very manageable this week or this this year. Um I expect Melvin Gordon back. Philip Rivers has that it factor, and he knows it's his time. This is Philip Rivers' time to get to the Super Bowl. I like yep. it. If Philip Rivers is Super Bowl champ, I would put money in that he has another kid. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, let's talk about the Oakland Raiders. Sorry, I got to real fast. Talk about them. Uh, so you got QB Derek Carr, 4,000 passing yards last year on 19 touchdowns. The question I have for you guys, David, I'll start with you. Do you believe in Derek Carr? No. No, I don't. I've never believed in Derek Carr, I, and I, I don't know why. There's just something about him that I'm, I'm, I'm not a believer in him. I don't have stats to back that up. I got nothing. I, I don't like Derek Carr. Yeah, Derek Carr's been less than less than impressive his whole career. I mean, he's had losing seasons in four out of five of his years. His career record is thirty-two and forty-six, but then the Raiders go out and sign him for a five-year, hundred twenty-five million dollar contract. I don't know what's going on. He had one good year, and maybe they're trying to hold on to his glory days, but he's only had around twenty touchdowns in three of his five years, and 
maybe it's because the talent has been hasn't been around and they've got a little more talent this year, but mm, not loving him. Hey, but Paul, is it true that Derek Carr puts it on the money? He does when when he's not getting pressured. He he put it right in my sweet spot, right in my triangle. Even with your soft hands, you still caught it. I did. <laughs> okay, that's, that's that's good. Um, so I don't have much more to say about Derek Carr. Uh, so let's I, move on I, I to the rookie. Note, uh, Derek Carr is much better than the backups. Let's just uh, that'd be uh, Nathan Peterman and Mike Glennon. Much better than them. Oh. All right, so let's move on to running backs. The running back, Josh Jacobs. And I have two questions for you guys. How many touchdowns will Josh Jacobs get this year? And will he be the rookie of the year? David, we'll start with he you. He will not be rookie of the year. He is going to get. Hold on. Uh, total touchdowns? Is that what we're talking? Total, total touchdowns. touchdowns. Yep, yep. Okay. Okay, I'll give him nine. Yeah, yep, nine. nine. Okay. Um, do you like Josh Jacobs this year? I mean, I mean, a lot of hype around him and being a first round pick, one of the Raiders' first, one of the three first round picks of the Raiders. Yeah, I, I think Josh Jacobs is a really good running back in a. He's on a terrible team. I do. I don't think he's going to live up to any hype this year. The only thing that he's got going for him is he's going to get volume after volume after volume, but. No, I think Josh Jacobs is a bust this year. I think he's going way too high. Which yep. is a third yep, round right now. Round. Just throw it out there. Yeah, I I don't like him that early. Paul? Yeah. Five touchdowns, not buying into the hype. I really? Think, I, I think he's a great athlete. I think John Gruden's system doesn't fit for him to be a fantasy superstar. I mean, John Gruden's always relied on defense to win games, not the offense. So offense has always struggled. I see Josh Jacobs getting a good portion of the mix, but I know for sure that John Gruden's going to work in Jalen Richard and, and DeAndre Washington. It's going to happen. There's no doubt about it, especially him being so young. He's going to make some mistakes, and John Gruden's going to want to prove a point and pull him for a while. Yeah, that's exactly right. He's going to so. he's going to pull this rookie. He's going to have he's going to miss one cut. Gruden's going to sit him on the bench. I, yeah, okay, Nick, Nick, what what are your thoughts? Guys, I I I I think I I I really do like Josh Jacobs this year. I have him at 11 touchdowns this year and just over 1000 yards rushing. I I'm buying into the hype. I think Gruden wants to have an every down back. And yeah, I Paul, you're not wrong. Jalen Richard is going to get some touches this year, but Josh Jacobs can do it all and he's going to take some pressure off Derek Carr this year. And with Antonio Brown, on the outside, I think it opens up a lot more holes for Josh Jacobs, and he's going to run right through those. And I, I, I do like him, and I'm perfectly okay with taking him in the third round. Antonio Brown almost has a new contract or a new uh, helmet contract, so that's big. No, they. I, I think they did. They just denied <laughs> him today, actually. Does he have a new foot? <laughs> that's a, that's a good question, Paul. I did not know. Um. But let's talk about Antonio Brown. Paul, I know you had Antonio Brown on your team, what was it, two years ago now, and you traded him away. And are you now happy with trading Antonio Brown away? What's Antonio Brown's outlook for this year? Um, I got him as number eight. I, I'm not happy. I think he's still going to have a good year. I traded him mostly, betting on Big Ben wasn't going to be around for a while. I actually never expected him to be on another team. A lot of drama. I get why he went to Oakland. Fits him well. 
But the targets are going to be there for him. Derek Carr's never really had a top receiver, and I'm going to say you can't call Amari Cooper a top receiver. Good, good, good. No separation ever, dropped so many balls. He's never had a top target. Derek Carr is going to feed Antonio Brown the ball. Um, his favorite targets, he's always thrown 100-plus targets and, and grabbed and thrown six TDs to the guy. I expect him to be over 100 receptions, eight-plus TDs this year. Nick, Maybe. I want to hear from you first. I'm curious what you got to say about AB this year. Okay, so guys, Antonio Brown is an absolute clown. He dances. He's just a clown. I do not like him as a person. Ever since he came out with saying, oh, look, Juju Smith messaged me on Instagram and asked for help and my advice, and then it's like absolutely ripped him apart. I'm like, that's just disgraceful in my mind. But I cannot deny his talent which is super frustrating for me. And he's slipping into the third round this year for some drafts, and that's just disgraceful for him. And I I like his outlook just like you, Paul, but I do not like Antonio Brown as a person. Okay, so you're taking him on your team? That's what you're saying? Yeah, it's a, it's unfortunate how I'm going to do that, but I, I you, you got to do it. That's a pretty disappointing move as a GM. you got to stand up for what you believe in. On the field and off the field. Really? Okay. Listen to these receptions. Starting in 2012. I'm sorry, 2013. 110, 129, 136, 106, 101, 104. This guy is an absolute animal. It's unfortunate that Derek Carr is going to screw that up. Antonio Brown's going to have 90 catches. He is going to break over 100 yards. Or 1,000 yards, I'm sorry. Uh, But Antonio Brown is going to slip this year. And it is unfortunate because he is an awesome football player, but he's got, he's got way too many things going on right now. Um, apparently he has, he has one foot. I don't, I don't know. Um, Antonio Brown is going to have a down year and I don't, I'm hoping he can bounce back from it. I don't, I don't like him this year. If he, if he's around in the drafts, I'm taking him because he's worth the shot, but I don't think it's happening with the Oakland Raiders. He's an absolute clown. Yeah, I do not. Uh, he makes me so mad with all the drama. He, mm. The Steelers did a good thing of cutting him. Not cutting him, trading him. Trading him for nothing, but still. All right. Um, I don't have much about other receivers there. Tyler Williams and Hunter Renfro. Yeah, is that right? I don't have much about them. Any of you? Who? Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro. Oh, I, you did? Yeah, I might add him back to my team. I think he's going to be a sneaky PPR guy. Um, in the flex spot, I think 60, 70 receptions, four touchdowns would be a good year. Tyrell Williams won't. Deep threat. Yeah, it doesn't get me excited. Derek Carr doesn't throw the deep ball well. so Absolutely, Paul. I agree with that. And then just to mention the tight end's name, Darren Waller. Uh, Don't know there, much yeah, about him. Over here. Um, this guy is getting so much hype within these last two weeks. People are thinking all the balls are going to go to him. I just want to read some stats with from 2015. In 2015, he had two receptions. In 2016, he had 10 receptions. In 2018, he had six receptions. I skipped 2017 because he wasn't on a team. People are going crazy over over uh, Waller right now, and I don't see it, but I'm going to go with my standard statement with tight ends. After those top four, <laughs> it's a crapshoot. He could be a guy. I'm going to tell you guys, Cabo Zeke really likes Darren Waller, so all of a sudden I really like Darren Waller. That's fair enough. 
So the question to me first, Oakland, six wins this year. Hmm. Guys, that's tough for me. I am going to have to go with the mm, – I'm going to have to go with the over. Um, I I just think with the addition of Antonio Brown and Tyrell Williams and Hunter Renfro on the outside, the receiving quarter got much better. Josh Jacobs uh, is definitely an improvement from Marshawn Lynch and Jalen Richard. Uh, I think Derek Carr's going to have a lot better year this year. I just think it's an over. Um, No-brainer in my mind. Yeah, I got um, the under. I, I tried to fight and find a way for them to be over, but I just can't. Derek Carr's been inconsistent. John Gruden leads his teams with defense first. I, the teams in their division between the Chargers and the Chiefs, they're not going to be able to score with them. I don't even know if they're going to be able to score with the Denver Broncos. So, I under. And that's tough at six wins. Yeah, no, under. Here, let, let's listen to some of the teams they got to be playing. Obviously, they got to be playing Denver, Kansas City, but then another defense they have to get through. Uh, Minnesota, they got to get through the Colts. They got to get through the Bears. I no, it, it, it's an under. It's an under. They will, they will be the first pick in the draft again next year. Uh, yeah, I, I'm sorry. Well, they I, weren't, I, I, they I, weren't I blacked last year. out during the Arizona pick, so I just saw I just saw Oakland pick first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just. So, as you mentioned some of their tougher games, David, but you also got to factor in the Lions, the Bengals, the Jets, the Titans, the Jaguars. The Jaguars' defense is unreal. So last but not least, the Kansas City Chiefs. And, guys, I mean, Patrick Mahomes, he's just very, very fun to watch. Um, he's an animal on the field, throwing sidearms, looking the opposite way, throwing with misdirection, 50 touchdowns last year. My question to you, David, first is, can we see another 50-touchdown season by Patrick Mahomes? Will he be MVP once again? I'm going to go against the grain on this one, and I'm going to say no. I, I think he is going to put up phenomenal numbers, but last year was just ridiculous. I mean, I got Tyree Kill not not being as great as last year, and we'll get into that a little later. I don't see Mahomes putting up 50 touchdowns again. I think watching him play last year was one of the most magical things, but I think it's going to – I think defenses are going to catch up with him this year, and I, I don't want to say he's going to struggle because he's still going to tear teams apart, but it's not going to be anything like last year. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I mean, what he did last year was magical. It was incredible. It was spectacular. I don't think it can be repeated. But uh, he was virtually number one in most of the every single category that you can think of. My only knock on him is that his Wonderlick score was 24. Oh. I mean, so I, I don't know how I feel about that. I, I do see a little sophomore slump. Um, he might have got a little – I don't want to call him cocky, but – he. It, he might think he can do more than he's he's going to try to do even more this year, but team defenses are going to catch up. You know, guys, I will agree with you. He will not have the year he had last year, but he will still have 4,500 yards and 46 touchdowns this year. So only 400 yards left and four and four touchdowns left. That's he's still 
He's he's QB number one. He's going to be QB number one again this year. I do not have him as MVP this year. I don't know who I have, but I just don't think they can give MVP trophies to a guy two years in a row. But we can all agree he's awesome to watch, and I'm excited to watch him play again this year. So I want to move on to the interesting situation they have at running back. And I don't know about you guys, but I am not a very – I'm not a believer in Damian Williams this year. I actually think he'll be a bust from where he's been – where he's been drafted in the third round. Uh, in the three games he started last year, he had 49 yards rushing, 103 yards rushing, 51 yards rushing, six receptions for 74 yards, seven receptions for 37 yards, one reception for eight yards. He had six touchdowns in three games. I just think that's a lot of touchdowns that boosted his fantasy outlook the following year, and I don't think he's going to be the guy there. Oh, okay, I shouldn't say that. I think he'll be their number one running back, but I don't think he'll produce anywhere to what Kareem hunted or what he was on pace for in three games last year. Paul, let's go to you. Uh, This is a tough one for me. I mean, the first four years in the league, he did virtually nothing. But on the other side, that was in Miami with the Adam Gase factor. Adam Gase always coming in. He always comes in. He's always a problem for me. But he averaged like three and a half yards a carry. Didn't do much. I mean, I find it hard to believe that this guy all of a sudden out of nowhere emerges as a superstar and can be that way for a long time. I, I hope he does. I'm really cheering for him. But I think for the Chiefs organization, the way they've got their offense running and how much movement they have, it's really next guy up there. Anyone can flow into that offense and be good. Okay, so I don't know how long I've been playing fantasy football. I want to say, what, f- 15 years, maybe? maybe 12 years, and I think every year I have owned a Chiefs running back. I love the Chiefs running backs. Their system is incredible, and Damian Williams will not be the uh, centerpiece of this Chiefs offense. He will not do it. He is a career backup. Now, he dominated those couple games, but if you're looking at his stats, uh, he pretty much just leveled where he is every single year. I mean, he's right around, well, two – Right around 200 yards, probably a little less, and about 50 rushes, just like he is every season. That's what he's going to do this year. He is not the guy. The guy to own in this backfield is Darwin Thompson, the rookie. He is going to run over this league. And, Paul, like you said, the system of the Kansas City Chiefs, anybody can run in that backfield, and they're excited to bring Darwin Thompson. I don't know when he's going to be the starter, hopefully by week two, because my team could sure use that. That's funny. Uh, and we skipped over Carlos Hyde because I think we all believe Carlos Hyde will be cut at some point soon. Um, and I think the Texans might be a likely landing spot, possibly for him. We'll see. Um, but, David, I mean, Darwin Thompson, yeah, I think he's, he has a real potential because I don't believe in Damian Williams. Uh, I guess we'll find out uh, around week two, hopefully, for you. Yeah, huh? that, that, that's the goal. Darwin Thompson's the one to own. Yeah. Paul, anything to add? I know you love the Chiefs. <laughs> no, I don't have anything to add. I I think Carlos Hyde will end up on a different team this year and be an average. He'll produce somewhere. He'll step in for someone who gets injured. Okay. Yeah, that's a good outlook for him. So, excuse me. Uh, we got wide receivers next. We got Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, and Meikle Hartman. Um... 
So we'll start oh, well, with the obvious Tyreek Hill. Sammy last Watkins year is their first... wide receiver one what? on the depth chart. Yeah, on Roto World, that's what that's what they have. It's you, you know, I, just, I'm just confused uh, there. Oh, go ahead. Why, why don't you talk about Tyreek? Why, why don't we talk about this guy? I'll talk about him. So last year, 87 receptions, 1,479 yards, and 12 touchdowns, and 151 yards on the ground. I mean, this guy was a boom most games, but also a bust some games. Right now, I have him as wide receiver, looks like 12. And I think that's appropriate for him. I think he's a wide receiver one on the year. Um, but you have to live with some of his games being bust. You're talking about Tyreek Hill, right? Yep, that's correct. A couple of games being bust, but the other weeks he's going to win you championships, right? Absolutely. Yep, no, it, you're not wrong. It, it, anyone on your team can bust out a week or two, but what this guy does on the field, I want to be clear, on the field, is somewhat short of spectacular. I mean, he runs a 4-3-4-40, puts on the afterburners past these guys. When Patrick Mahomes is extending plays, this guy is extending his routes, not just staying around. He makes things happen. His red zone target share hit 11 end zone targets last year while Patrick Mahomes is stretching it. I love this guy. Another big year. He has 7, 9, and 12 touchdowns in his three seasons. He's going to continue to be a touchdown machine. I got him ranked you as have number six at, receiver this year. You're thinking more or less than 12 touchdowns. Right around. No, 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 no. Over, under. Okay. Tyreek Hill is going to have 15 touchdowns this year. This guy, yep, yep, this guy Jeez is going to be unreal. They're going to, he got 137 targets last year. And, you know, unfortunately, he only caught 87. I don't have his drop numbers in front of me. Paul, do you have his drop numbers or no? Uh, actually, I do. And it, well, I don't think it was that bad. Five drops okay, this year, so which ranked him 30th in the league. But his drop rate, his drop rate percentage based on how many targets Ranked him 74th in the league, so I, spectacular. I don't know how he only caught 87 balls. I mean, it might. I mean, he might have been in the area of some throwaways. Tyree Kill is going to run over this league again. Mahomes loves him. I mean, 137 targets. They're they're not going to Sammy Watkins. I'll tell you that much. Can we talk about Sammy Watkins, Nick? I know you're a big fan. Let's. Yeah, Sammy Watkins has had. One season yeah. over a thousand yards. That was with twenty fifteen with the Bills. Yeah, he had yeah a thousand yards and nine touchdowns in twenty fifteen. But after twenty fifteen, he's he's had less than six hundred yards each of his seasons. I mean, I'm this guy is the lizard king according to his tweets. Um, I don't like him. I don't know why anybody would want to own this guy. But I mean, he's always had the potential which is unfortunate because i love potential next okay next it is okay quickly I, talk I about Nicole hartman david i i don't think anyone is scoring a touchdown on this team besides patrick mahomes darwin thompson tyree kill and my boy travis kelsey carlos hyde might sneak one out in week one but aside from those guys no there's no one worth talking about yeah, Michael Hartman, I I felt like they drafted him to replace Tyreek Hill, but now Tyreek Hill is back, so we'll see where he goes this year, but he is very fast. So you mentioned Travis Kelsey, David. 
I know that he was on your team, and you, uh, yeah, can you just talk about Travis, Travis Kelsey? Kelsey is the guy to have on your team at tight end. He will finish as tight end one again. Well, I guess I don't know. I don't want to say again. Was he tight end one last year? or did? Or... Yeah, I, I don't know. No, ah, I don't know, actually. Travis Kelsey, you need him on your team. Unfortunately, you're probably going to have to spend a second round pick on him. Um, he is worth it. You can play him week to week, and he is going to give you eight to ten catches and a touchdown every single week. I love Travis Kelsey, everything about him. He's even just a phenomenal guy from what I've read. 1300 yards, 10 yeah, touchdowns, and boy, tight end he's gonna number match. one last year. Yeah, tight end, tight end number one in 18, tight end number two in 2017, tight end number one in 2016. What don't you like about that? Uh, I've got nothing bad to say with about him. He's he's a red zone target, he's yeah, a can, threat. We, can he's we add that? Is he's gotten tight end one Absolutely. with Alex Smith as our quarterback. <laughs> this, this guy. Yeah, I know. I actually really like Alex Smith. I like how he comes back, just not a <laughs> Alex Smith just doesn't throw the deep ball. But Travis Kelsey, the, the, guy, the guy is unreal. Yep. Okay. So now the real question is, guys, this is a tough. This is a tough one, actually. Ten and a half wins. Paul, let's start with you. Yeah, I got an under. I, I'm thinking nine or ten. A little sophomore slump. Patrick Mahomes will try to do too much. Uh, they're going to score points again, but the fact is their defense continues to get worse. They were number 31 defense in the league for yards per game. They lost Justin Houston. They lost Derek Berry. They did replace him with the Honey Badger, but um, actually the no, Honey no, Badger was got... last year, right? No, I don't think he was. I think he was, he was, in, he was in Houston All right. last year. Yeah, I was confusing myself, but I, I think 9-10 wins second place in the division. A little drop-off, but still competing for that Super Bowl. Okay. Paul. I already made a big okay, statement David? that the Chargers are winning this division, and the Chargers cannot win the division if the Chiefs win over 11 games. They, they're, they're going under this year. Um, I, I don't know. I, I'm just never a believer in the Chiefs. Now I'm always wrong about the Chiefs. Um, outside of the, outside of those four guys, I don't know. You know, no, they don't need any more production than that. But the Chiefs, they're going to lose games down at the wire this year. Patrick Mahomes is going to make a couple more mistakes, and their defense won't be able to stop anybody. And it, it takes – yeah, go. Yeah, I'm – sorry. Yeah, I'm going to have to go the over, guys. Um, the Chiefs are a regular season team, and it's going to show this year. They're going to have 11, 11 or 12 wins this year, get to the, get to the uh, AFC Championship, and then choke like they always do in the playoffs. It's the Chiefs memo. It's going to be glorious this year again. Love to see the Chiefs choke, but they will have over 10 uh, half wins this year. Ju with 11 just real wins. quick, I, I want to make a note from so, last week's episode. I did hear from some of the sponsors. Um, Nick, it sounds like you are stuck with the Colts in the Super Bowl. I, I, okay, <laughs> that's not true, but we'll see. All right, so let's move on to the long shots. David, since you are very anxious about your long shot. Let me hear it this year. Darwin Thompson will be so much better than Josh Jacobs. He will. He is going to finish so much higher in the running back statistics. And Darwin Thompson will be the runner-up in Rookie of the Year. He's not going to win Rookie of the Year, 
He is going to be runner-up. He is the guy I want. He is replacing Kareem Hunt, and he is the guy you need on your team. Darwin Thompson. One of you two. Paul, you want me or you to go yet next? You can go ahead. Thank you. You can go ahead. Okay. So I actually have a long shot from the San Diego, sorry, the Los Angeles Chargers. And that is Austin Eckler will finish as an under, uh, above an RB20. He will be the top 20 running back this year. Melvin Gordon will be sitting out at least eight games. And Austin Eckler will be a stud this year. Him and Justin Jackson will be splitting time, 70-30. And they're going to roll with those two the whole year. And Austin Eckler will be a great own in your fantasy league this year. You ready for mine? I am. I'm ready for yours. Back to the heritage of the Oakland Raiders. Derek Carr will be benched by week 13. And yeah! And only Nathan yeah, Peterman so. for the last one. Nathan Peterman. Go! He, John Gruden does love the guy. Yeah, we're but, talking about they, they, there's all sorts of articles that John Gruden has groomed this guy, put him in his arm, coddled him, made him get his confidence back in putting him through the process. Look for Nathan Peterman into the year. Okay, Good. I'm going to read you Nathan Peterman's stats over his first two years. Year nice. one, two touchdowns, five interceptions. Year two, one touchdown, seven interceptions. In his rookie year, Paul, <laughs> five interceptions in one half. He was on, If he played a full game, he was on pace for 12 completions and the 10 kill. interceptions. Nathan Peterman is garbage, but he's it, also the GOAT. I want his jersey. Someone can hook me up with that. So you're saying he can only get better, right? Or could he get worse? I mean, honestly, it's only up from that. It really is. Only up for Nathan Peterman. So, so Paul, you're saying everyone needs to be grabbing Peterman as the handcuff to Carr? <laughs> if Carr's your guy, then yeah. Yeah, I love it. All right, so that uh, wraps up Episode 7 of the Long Shot Podcast. Uh, David, as always. Larry Fitzgerald's the GOAT. Okay, have a good one.